Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Kobus Lutz, who's the CEO of Pan-African Resources. We discuss their audited results, which came out today. Plus, we look at their growth prospects now that they're a mid-tier producer. We look at the dividend component and also discuss their group safety and CSG record. Good afternoon, Kobus. How are you, sir? Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. All good. Thanks. Well, I'm looking at your uh, executive officer statement here. Um, we, we had a chance to quickly scan through this. Uh, some great numbers on there. You must be very pleased. We are quite pleased, I have to say. Um, so we've um, dug ourselves out of a hole, so to speak, to be honest. Uh, 2018 wasn't the best year for us. And I think this was a great improvement on pretty much all fronts. De- definitely that. But let's uh, before we kind of get into this, because I really want to look at some of these numbers, because they, you know, they're all they, they look fantastic to me. Um, tell us, give us a one minute summary of the business for those new to the story, and then we'll kind of we'll, we'll tear into some of these numbers. Okay. Great. So uh, the company is Pan African Resources PLC. We're a UK company, but we South African based with all of our operations currently in South Africa. Uh, we have two large gold mining complexes. Uh, the first being Barberton Mines. Barberton mines has been going for almost 130 years so gold mining started in Barberton in 1886 um, so as I said 130 years going strong we've made some major improvements in recent years at Barberton so uh, we have the underground that we've been mining and will continue to mine for quite some time and then we also have a, a tailings plant that produces ultra low cost ounces so that's Barberton uh, the other complex is Evander so Evander Gold Mines, uh, the largest operation that we have now as part of Evander is the Elikulu plant that we'll talk about, I'm sure, a bit later. So mm. that also produces very low cost and low risk gold ounces. And then we um, we have an underground operation uh, that we also in the process of developing further at the moment. Right. And I think we'll, in, during this conversation, I'd like if we can just talk about some of the growth stories in here as well that I've been reading about, uh, you know, Egoli, et cetera, and Royal Shiva. But let's start with these numbers, because the, you've, you've, you've just presented these, um, I think, in, you know, in the climate that we were experiencing, you've, you've produced some exceptional numbers there. You've got to be pleased. So, you know, what, what stands out for you? Well, I think what stands out is the fact that we uh, improved number one, our safety performance in the, in the, in the year past. That's crit- critical for us on a number of fronts. If we can't produce safely, we cannot produce. So um, I'm very happy to report that uh, all of our safety statistics have come down in terms of incidents in the last year. You know, that's a result of principally um, the Ilikulu tailings plant, which inherently is just a lower risk operation, mm. but then also a massive focus on safety schemes, safety initiatives, uh, across the group. So that certainly has um, has come through. So safety uh, uh, box is never ticked. We have to continue to work on safety, but it was a good performance. Mm-hmm. Operationally, we exceeded our production guidance for the year past. That's obviously quite a positive. Actually, from all operations, we had an improved performance. Uh, on the cost side, from an all-in sustaining cost perspective, we reduced our costs quite substantially. So. Uh, I'd like to say we're the lowest cost producer in South Africa as a group. Certainly, we're amongst the lowest cost uh, at the moment. But not only that, we're also internationally very competitive. So our oil and costs, uh, I think we came in at circa $980 an ounce. The uh, international bench, benchmark at the moment is just over 900 So 
So 980 versus 900, not bad. And there is potential for us to bring down that cost for, uh, further in the year to come. So overall, good performance. Um, I'm also very pleased by the fact, with the fact that we uh, are proposing a dividend for approval at the, uh, at the upcoming AGM. I think that's positive. We had to suspend the dividend last year um, as a result of, uh, of obviously gold price, what was happening at Evander, the substantial capital we were incurring on the uh, on the construction of Elikulu. So I'm quite happy that uh, the dividend is back, albeit at a, at a, at a more modest modest level, but it's still, so 1% yield is, is not to be uh, frowned at. All good news, it, it seems to me, but not without a lot of hard work from your team. And I noticed the first thing that you focused on there was safety, um, which again is kind of unusual. People usually stick that at the back of the presentation. Why, why is that such a big deal for you guys? Well, I mean, look, if you, if, if you, if you, if you analyze it coldly, the world is changing. And as I said, you, if you can't produce gold safely, it makes it very difficult to produce. I mean, our people are our primary asset. Uh, that's in addition to our, uh, our ore bodies uh, and all of our other uh, infrastructure. So we need to take care of our people from a health and safety perspective, safety first, health also very important. So without our people, we can't achieve what we've achieved in the last year. Good. Okay. Nice to hear. Um, so let's talk about um, productivity. You've you've increased your uh, forecast. So you're going to be producing what? Do you think by the end of next well, year? We're guiding, um, we're guiding 185,000 ounces for the, for FY20, which, as you said, is a, is quite a big improvement uh, on the 172 that we did last year. So that's going to be off the back of a number of projects. So mm -hmm. number one, Elikulu will produce now for a full year. We commissioned Ilikulu in September 2018. Mm -hmm. So we really only had the benefit of nine, less than nine months of, of, of worth of production from Ilikulu. We were obviously ramping up also. So now you're looking at a full year of production from Ilikulu, which includes the enhanced or increased capacity via, via the ETRP. That's mm -hmm. the tailings plot. So we're saying 65 odd thousand ounces from Ilikulu. We're saying 20 odd thousand ounces from what we call the Evander Pillar project at the Evander Underground and then 100,000 ounces from Barberton. So that makes up our, our, our increased production guidance of 185,000 ounces. Okay, that kind of puts you definitely firmly in the mid-tier producer range. And if you look at obviously gold doing what it's done in the last couple of months, you'll start to see the benefit of that in terms of margins because the, the quantum that you're producing and long, long way the gold rally lasts, I'm sure you'll agree. Um, okay. you know, it, and, and I, and I make that point for investors because you know there's an assumption because gold is up that that junior explorers and developers will benefit and they and they and they don't. It's the producers who will benefit far more quickly because of you know sales. So you know that, that's just worth pointing out here. Um, you talk about the lower ASIC, which I thought was interesting. You are striving to you know drive towards that 900 mark, which is that kind of international standard. So. You've clearly made some headway into that. What do you attribute that to? And how are you going to continue driving that lower? Well, so, I mean, the first contributor to, to ASIC or the reduction ASIC has most definitely been the tailings of our, our tailings businesses. So, as I said, uh, we commissioned Elikulu in the last year. It's quite a large plant. Um, it's, uh, it processes 1.2 million tons of, of tailings per month. And that's where we sort of get our 65,000 ounces of, of, of gold for the, for the next year. I mean, the great thing with Elikulu is it produces at an exceptionally low oil and sustaining cost. 
So we should be you know, 650 odd dollars, if not lower, uh, in terms of uh, all in sustaining at Elokulu. We then have the Barbet and Tailings Retreatment Plant, BTRP, that does also 20,000 ounces. So overall, you have 85,000 ounces that are what we like to call pretty much ultra low cost right. um, production ounces. So just the mere fact that we have these ounces provides a stable base load, so to speak, for our portfolio allows us to survive pretty much in any gold price environment and uh, it brings down the group's all in sustaining costs quite significantly then mm. so so i mean those are those are the tailings businesses there's quite a lot of optimization that we're busy with uh in as far as the underground's concerned at barberton so we're looking to uh, uh, simplify the infrastructure we're doing a lot more development which allows us further access to high grade ore bodies we're looking at the marginal uh, side of the business to see mm. if we so cut some ounces, do we sort of bring down our costs? So there are a number of initiatives also ongoing to further reduce the, the all in sustaining costs for the group. Okay, so but that does tend to suggest that the Barberton costs are quite high, right? Well, the, the underground, so we have components. Uh, um, it's, it, and if, if you look at our uh, results presentation, hmm. uh, Barberton underground actually has it's called, called different shafts with different cost structures. Hmm. So the flagship underground business is Fairview. Now Fairview has been going for many years. It's an incredible, incredibly high grade ore body. It's um, on average um, sort of more than 10 grams a ton, but we get pockets of 100 grams a ton uh, plus. The the principal ore body that we mine at Fairview is the MRC. Uh, it has a life currently of 20 years, so it's a long life ore body. And we've been doing a number of improvements to infrastructure to ensure that we can continue to mine, continue to mine successfully, safely, profitably in years to come. So uh, Fairview by itself is is a still a fairly low cost producer. Then we have the more marginal ounces at Sheba and at Consort. So those are the ounces that we have to focus on and reduce the all in sustaining costs. Right. So and with regards to Sheba, what's the chances of that making some kind of contribution this year? Well, uh, well, Shiba certainly did make a contribution in the year past, but the, the, the focus is, is increasing that contribution. Right. Okay. Uh, so um, you'll see reference in the um, in the presentation to Royal Shiba. It's a project that we've been speaking about for some time. Hmm. So I'd like to sort of look to see if we can get first gold out of uh, Royal Shiba in the year to come. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, all by all accounts, I think uh, Shiba should do better this year. Okay, and you know, I, I'm sort of looking at. Well, very quickly, let's talk about dividend paying because you, you said that a second ago, my ears pricked up at that point and I wrote it down because that's unusual in this environment, okay? I know, I know you have a long track record of paying dividends. You suspended it a year ago because of the, the project works, which I'd like to talk about in a second as well. But you're, you've announced that you're going to pay a dividend. It's got to be voted for. I'm assuming the shareholders will accept. So, you know, you must be pleased about that component too. What's made you do that? Well, it's, as I said, it's a, it's a modest dividend versus what we've paid in the past. It's still an attractive, well, it's still a yield versus having your, your money in a bank and, and in, some, uh, in some jurisdictions earning a negative uh, interest rate. So mm. I think that makes it attractive. If you look at the way that, uh, or consider the way that we uh, think about capital allocation. So let's say, I mean, our, our hierarchy of, of capital, the first is investing in our assets. So we have to continue to invest in our assets. Otherwise we will not be able to continue to generate returns. Mm -hmm. um, 
The second uh, um, consideration is balance sheet. So because of the project uh, Ilikulu that we were constructing in the last year, our balance sheet is fairly highly geared, certainly more than what we'd like to see. Mm -hmm. um, so in the next year, we'd like to uh, repay quite a lot of the, the debt we have sitting on the balance sheet. And then thirdly, uh, it is providing a cash return to our shareholders in the form of dividend. So those are the three sort of main areas of focus. And then fourthly, you know, once we've taken care of those, uh, tick those boxes, so to speak, we also look at growth. Right. Okay. I mean, I think what's, what strikes me about when we were doing the research for this is you know, South Africa's, well, mining is tough. Mining in South Africa is tough. Right, but your track record of bringing projects online, you know, I think when we've, I've, we talked a, a long time ago, I think off off camera, and I was saying, I was asking you about doing business in South Africa and and you know what it was like, and you you said, yeah, it, it it's tough. There's, but you know, we deal with it. We're used to it. Is it? I mean, tell tell people about that conversation because I thought it was fascinating. So, well, I've come to the conclusion that gold is so precious because it's so difficult to mine, regardless of where you actually sort of uh, doing, your, doing your mining. Um, so South Africa has a fairly negative perception, I think, internationally. Um, and some of it is justified and some of it potentially is not. So we have a long history of mining, uh, certainly gold. I think more than 50% of all the gold that's been mined in the world has come from our country. Uh, we have great infrastructure. So we have access to power. We have access to technical skills. Um, we have a good uh, uh, constitution, we have a good legal system, etc. But then, you know, you, you face with the cons also. You have uh, unemployment, the economy is not doing great. Uh, there's uncertainty in terms of mining legislation. We have power challenges, electricity issues. So that sort of makes for an interesting mix. But as you point out, we've been able to mine successfully in South Africa for many years. We've been able to bring great projects online in South Africa in, in, in recent years, it demonstrates that we have the ability to operate. And I think if there's one thing that's come, uh, that's certainly come to the fore in the last years is that Africa generally is a difficult place to do business. You look at regulatory um, issues in Tanzania, you look at terrorism in West Africa, you have to accept that the mining in Africa does come with challenges and you have to equip yourself and skill yourself to be able to deal with those and be successful um, and operate successfully and sustainably. You bring up points which most CEOs try to avoid discussing, which which I quite like. It's also on page seven of the presentation, uh, which I had a quick scan through, where you talk about the underlying risks and how you're dealing with them. And I, I just think it's quite attractive when a company's refreshingly honest about the issues that you're dealing with. But as I say, I, I what I can't argue with is your track record of continually delivering the ounces because that's what's important you know um what's also important is driving that share price right so you have you know had your share price affected like a lot of people to be fair but what are you doing about it well we i mean if if the share price does badly and we continue to sort of fret and worry about the share price i mean that, that doesn't really get us anywhere so you know we have a saying that we focus on those things we can control and then the share price will take care of itself as it has done to some extent i don't want to speculate about the future but you know we've repositioned ourselves as a low cost producer even in a global uh, uh, sense we have a long life we have great projects where we can further increase production at sort of fairly benign uh, with fairly benign investments so i think we're well positioned 
Uh, mm. We're a safe producer. We're investing into our communities. We're making a difference where we operate. So I think all of that makes for a good mix. Uh, and, I, and if we deliver pretty much what we said we will do, the share price, as I've said, should take care of itself. Yeah, okay. And, I, and like I say, I think as a producer, you're benefiting from a higher gold price. Or you, certainly next year's numbers will should, if it continues, benefit from a higher gold price because your margins are quite good. They're, they're, they're definitely improving. You know, I want to see them continue to improve. And I'm sure you do, but uh, let's 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 see what that looks like. You know, in the next next few months. Um, the one thing which um, I look for when I'm analysing a company is sort of understanding its financial health. You know, so you you've got a bit of debt in there at the moment, um, but that's and I, you know, and I always look in that and say, well, is that driving? Um, share appreciation or value to the company in some way or is it going in the ground or is it being spent on directors salaries you know so you, you the debt in there at the moment is pretty much against the which which project are you using that for at the moment well that was the, the uh, that was the 130 million dollars right. project yeah so in the last right. year and i think you know that the, the project based testament to what you can get done in south africa so to put $130 million into the ground uh, in 12 months is not insignificant. So this plant can treat 1.2 million tons of material a month. And as I said, we produce now four costs of 65,000 ounces at, at an ultra low oil in sustaining cost in the year ahead. So that's what sort of demonstrates that you can get things done in South Africa. And have you got more plans to raise any more money for capital expansion programs or are you done? Well, I mean, we funded as far as the existing projects are concerned, so there's no need for us to go to market. Right. Um, again, I think the shareholders want to see us deliver on what we've said we would do. And, you know, 2019 was, I think, a first or second step in, in, in doing that. And 2020 should be more of the same. Okay. Okay. So it's something, something to look out for. Um, so margins are improving, cash flows starting to improve are you starting to see the benefit of it now or is that oh, I mean, certainly at, at the current gold price uh we we're definitely seeing the benefit and i mean that's another um a positive around being based in south africa so negative is we have uh, generally a rand cost base which is our local currency which mm. means that inflation mm. uh, is higher than what you'll find in u.s dollar terms so we have wages inflation is higher than what you see in dollar terms Electricity inflation is higher than what you'd see in dollar terms. So that sort of generally then puts a squeeze on margins. Where there's a benefit is when you find the local currency, the rand, blow out a little bit more to the dollar, like what it's done in the last months. Yeah. So that, that then you see your margins actually go up uh, quite a bit more than what you would find in, in dollar terms for, for your African producers. But again, that's something you can't control, but you've got to live with. Or do well, you, we, are there measures that you can take? Well, I mean, you can look to hedge and you can do whatever. But what I'm saying is that sort of the, the negative on cost inflation is offset uh, when you find a, a, a large depreciation in, in the rand, which is what we, we've seen in the last month. So, yes, it, uh, so a $1,500 gold price is good for us. A 700,000 rand per kilo gold price, which is what we look at, is even better for us at the moment. Mm -hmm. And then there's just one other aspect of just, I know you've covered off safety and you've covered off the um, CSG component, but there have been some disturbances, you know, in country and you, you, one of your sheets talks about arrest rates. Um, 
what's that? Why, why declare that? What, what's that got to do with your ability to mine? Well, illegal mining is a serious issue in, in not only in South Africa and the rest of Africa, but you do find the guys being um, uh, in South Africa quite militant, aggressive, armed. Um, and it's meant that we've had to up our game a little bit. We've had to professionalize further. We've spent a lot of on, on security in the last year, more so than in years past. And that's to protect our assets and to make sure that we can continue to, to mine safely and sustainably into the future. So, yes, uh, it's endemic in South Africa, the fact that you have really high rates of unemployment. You have, that's, that's going to create this content. It's going to create uh, um, sort of people that have nothing to lose and, and, and hence um, are desperate. And it's understandable. And so we do what we can. Uh, if you look at our operations, uh, contractors and employees combined, we employ three and a half thousand uh, people. So, you know, rule of thumb, each of our workers and, and, and contractors look after 10 other dependents. So 35,000 people, it's dependent on our, um, on our business. Mm. So that sort of big responsibility for us. And it's also a big responsibility for government to make sure that we can, can continue to, to operate. And we have been seeing the support from government, uh, uh, both nationally and, and locally, in terms of making sure that we can continue to operate. Okay. And it's not just restricted to Africa either. We've been speaking to a few companies in South South America, also struggling with you know illegal workers and all the issues that that brings. You know, you've got to be sensitive, but you also need to be able to continue to mine. Um, if I may finish off with what you've done with your current assets, you're sweating those assets and working them hard, and that's reflected in the numbers we see. We look forward to seeing some guidance as to what that is looking like during the course of the next 12 months, obviously. And the final question is always, so any plans for any acquisitions? <laughs> we continue to look at acquisitions, and that's um, it's always a good thing because it sort of teaches you, I, mean, I always say, in looking at other people's businesses, you learn quite a bit about your own assets and what you can do differently. So mm -hmm. to some extent, what we're busy with at Royal Sheba is a product of us looking at assets elsewhere. Right. So um, it's not a priority for us. If we only, as you say, sweat our own assets and we develop, uh, as, as we've set out in, in, in terms of our plans for the year ahead, I mean, you should see a nice appreciation in the value of the business. So um, an acquisition is not a, a, an imperative for us. Uh, and it comes down to some meeting our uh, capital return and, and hurdle requirements. Mm. So we, we continue to look, but we certainly by no means desperate. And you know, we've always said, if you can develop your own portfolio, that really is first prize. Ilikudu being case in point, uh, Igoli potentially uh, also part of Vivanda being a, a second example of, of what we will look at in the, in the year ahead. Okay, and, and I'm guessing, given you've got experience in underground mining and tailings, if you were looking, you'd be looking for some a similar kind of setup that would be optimal for you. Well, I mean, I think generally it's difficult for us to justify going out of Africa. Right. Southern Africa, in a way, makes more sense because it's close, it's easier to manage. Um, but we don't. Want, I wouldn't want to limit um, the company um, by, by by only that. So. Again, it has to make makes make sense from a return and uh, risk 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 adjusted return basis. Uh, that's what we would look at. Okay, okay. Well, um, Kobus, thanks very much. I know you've got a really busy day today with the with these uh, numbers out, and you'll be speaking to lots of people. Thanks for making the time for us. Appreciate that. Um, please stay in touch because I think you've 
built or you are you're continuing to deliver on your track record that's very exciting refreshingly honest as i say when you know we, it's, it's it's very unusual um and some great numbers so uh, you know congratulations to you and we'll speak to you soon great thanks for having me thank you for listening if you've enjoyed the interview why not subscribe to cruxcast or our website cruxinvestor.com and of course our youtube channel crux investor plus you can catch us most days on twitter and linkedin We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.